Welcome to Bad Sports. I'm your host, Eric Grundy. Thanks for joining me. It's Friday. We made it. Congrats. My co-host, Mark Bradford, is not with me, unfortunately, but don't worry. This is just temporary. A lot of exciting things to talk about. Uh, some interesting stuff. We're going to talk about the Lakers and their coach, Frank Vogel. We're going to talk about the NFL playoffs. But first, we're going to start with the NHL, a little bit of NHL news. On Tuesday night, the Boston Bruins raised the number 22 sweater to the Raptors, honoring Willie O'Ree. Give it up for Willie. Hell of an accomplishment. He is the 12th player in Bruins history to have his number raised to the Raptors. Who is Willie O'Ree? Willie is the first African-American player to play in the NHL. He was called up to the team in 1958, breaking the color barrier for the first time. He played for two games, one of those games being against the Montreal Canadiens, which they won 3-0. In an interview, he mentioned that that was one of the, the biggest accomplishments he had made in his career, which back then, a uh, hell of a team to beat. I mean, they were just absolutely dominant. They won the most Stanley Cup championships than any other team, and they did it during those early eras. So, I mean, he was probably, out of all the teams to beat, that was the team, and I can imagine how spectacular that was. After that, he was sent back down to the minors. He would later join them again in the 1960 and 1961 seasons. He scored four goals and 10 assists in a total of 45 games. He was traded to the Canadians in 1961, and then shortly after sent back down to the minors, and that would be the last time he would see the NHL. His hockey career would continue until 1979. The left-handed winger was born in Fredericton, Canada in 1935. He is 86 years old and still kicking. During his ceremony, he praised his team in Boston for accepting him with open arms. I would recommend checking out the ceremony. It was really, uh, it was really awesome. Very cool speech. He seems like a very kind guy. Really a genuine, genuine player. So after this uh, ceremony, it was really cool. I mean, the twelfth player ever in Bruins history. And and then they get crushed by the Carolina Hurricanes seven to one. just absolutely embarrassed i mean that was like the worst their worst game of the year i mean the bruins are 22 and 12 they're not bad (laughs) they're a pretty good team actually so uh they just they let willie down and in my opinion which uh it's a damn shame moving on i have a question for you do you do you have a favorite hockey jersey I'm a Red Wings fan, but my favorite jersey is the Buffalo Sabres 1996 jerseys. I think they're called the Goatheads. Uh, that's what the Buffalo fans call them. They're the red and black jersey with the Buffalo on it. Uh, I loved it. I wasn't even a Buffalo fan, but when I saw those jerseys, I thought they were so badass. Apparently, there are rumors that the NHL is going to bring it back as an alternate jersey for Buffalo. And... Apparently, uh, the source is this uh, NHL shop in Central Europe called Fanda, 
who uh, they said they received a lit like an offer list from the NHL for the 22-23 seasons, and apparently that jersey was on that list. So it's about damn time, right? I mean, let's go. I I don't know. I love vintage apparel. I think logos and jerseys are getting worse. I mean, I don't know. I, when I say I like vintage, I'm not talking like the Detroit Pistons vintage. I mean, I don't know. I thought – I just think that uh, specific Sabres jersey was dope. I don't know why you would le- – I know there's a lot of black and red teams, but keep the logo, man. It's pretty cool. We'll see what they do with it. Um, I hope they bring it back. All right. Shifting over to the NBA. Uh, pretty big headline – you know, if you know Lakers fan or if you follow the Lakers, you're aware that they're having a pretty rough year. And things just got worse after they just got worse after Tuesday night, Wednesday night. The Lakers lost to the Pacers 111 to 104. On top of that, the head coach Frank Vogel benched Russell Westbrook in the last four minutes of the game. So let's break this down. The Lakers coming into the game had a strong win against the Utah Jazz on the road, which is one of the toughest teams to play on the road. And they are coming back home facing the Pacers, who are having a pretty terrible season. They are they're at the bottom of the Eastern Conference with the Pistons and the Magic duking it out. So you, this should have been an easy win, and it looked like it was going to be. The Lakers were dominating the first three quarters, and it just not one, like they just had the lead pretty easily. And uh, near the end of the second period, Russell Westbrook went up for a layup and then passed it to the left for Bradley, who made a three wide open good play. LeBron had a behind-the-head reverse dunk of off an sick alley-oop from Malik Monk. Uh, Russell Westbrook was 4 for 6 at the three-point line, 14 on the night. LeBron with 30 points. Like, the Lakers were just going off. They were looking solid. They looked like the Lakers. I mean, they definitely looked like they were playing better than what their record showed. And then came the fourth quarter. And Pacers shooting guard Karis LeVert Goes off for 22 points, going 9 for 10 on the field. 30 points total that night. But the Pacers outscored the Lakers 35-24 to 24 in the final quarter. Wow. I mean, turning it up. That's what you love about basketball, right? Just how, like, any team, any given player can just fucking turn it on and go off. And the next thing you know, all of L.A. is in disarray. I heard that. I wish I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. I mean, just really spoiled their night and put Frank Vogel on the hot seat, which, I mean, he put himself on the hot seat, but this is really, they finally reached their tipping point. So keep an eye on the Lakers. They They have six straight road games right now coming up. And they just dropped below 500. That's why everyone's talking about his job. They're like, is this the time to fire him? Like, And if you ask me, I think the team's better than that. I think they're better than the record. They should be performing better. Um, you got to look at the coach. 
I don't think he's doing a good job of galvanizing this team. I mean, you're paying Russell Westbrook $44 million a year, or this year, and you're benching him. I mean, that's not very cost-effective. You, If you're paying him that much, you should get the most out of him. But then there's people speculating, well, the trade deadline's coming up February 10th. Is, is there a potential move? coming in the future i don't know something to keep an eye on we'll see how it plays out in other news the chicago bulls are facing a challenge right now they just lost lonzo ball out for six weeks with a six to eight weeks with a left knee surgery uh, you know they're number one in the east they're playing very well this could hinder them but i imagine uh they're gonna I think they're gonna they'll do just fine without him, but it's too bad. He's not he's still a dynamic player. He's ranked fourth on his on the team in total points with four hundred and fifty five and an average points with thirteen, so I think they'll be just fine. It's too bad for Lonzo. I was hoping I was rooting for him. I think this would be cool to see him break out with the Bulls. We'll see how uh swift of a recovery he can make. Um Wishing him well. I hope I hate to see it happen. All right. Let's talk about the NFL playoffs. But first, I want to just uh, talk about the the last two that we didn't get to last week. The, uh, Kansas City versus Steelers and the Rams versus the Cardinals real quick. Just want to touch on it. The Chiefs defeated the Steelers. 42 to 21 and um surprisingly the Steelers came off pretty strong and their defense was the one that was putting them on the boards and keeping them in the game which you know I had my doubts on their defense but I, with TJ Watt and Devin Bush really showing up they 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 posed as a pretty strong challenge against Mahomes for a little bit but then uh, in the second quarter, there's a third and two where Big Ben threw a laser to Deontay Johnson, and he dropped it, and they couldn't convert. And then the the next drive, the the Chiefs got the ball, and Mahomes fucking throws a dime to Byron Pringle, taking the lead. That's basically when the game was over. That's the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career. This is probably the last game he'll ever play. The Chiefs advance. The Steelers are out. That is how the Chiefs win games. You can't let them get the lead. You can't let them take the lead. That's when the Steelers fucked up. When they in that second quarter play when they couldn't convert that third and two. That was it. The floodgates open. You cannot concede a lead to the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Uh right before the half too, with fifteen seconds left, Patrick Mahomes threw threw a bomb. From the 50 to Kelsey for a touchdown, taking the lead 21-7. I mean, they can score from anywhere. They can, they can score at will. It seems like they have all the weapons to do so. So the Chiefs look very strong. I think the Steelers will be just fine in the future. Mike Tomlin's got got them taken care of. He'll be just fine. But the Chiefs. They're, I think they're going to go very far. I I mean, do I think they're going to go far? They got the Bills next. I'm gonna, I'll talk about that in a little bit when I do my predictions. 
Let's talk about the Rams and the Cardinals game real quick. I'll just breeze past this. So the first touchdown of the game was probably the first time I've ever been in awe just because I you finally got to see the moment of Stafford thrown to Odell Beckham Jr. for a touchdown, and it was a sick one. He just threw a, just a lob pass to Odell in the corner who had a sick toe drag. Just, I mean, a, a pristine play. And you're like, oh, my God. Matt Stafford and Odell Beckham Jr. are on the same fucking team. Oh, my God. If you would have told me that last year, that Matt Stafford's going to be on the same team as Odell, I would be like, what? Are you kidding? Like, that would be... Well, if you think about it, Odell, he's only had two quarterbacks his entire career. He doesn't really have that much experience with a variety of quarterbacks. He's only had... Uh, Eli Manning and Baker Mayfield and no disrespect to either of those quarterbacks one of them was a two-time Super Bowl champion but Eli was at the tail end of his career so like kind of out of his prime and Baker Mayfield is well he's Baker so seeing Odell on a team with a pretty elite quarterback like Matt Stafford yeah I said it I said elite okay get off my back being on a team with Matt Stafford, they they might have something here. And they already have something with Cooper Cup. They just broke record records with him. But Matt Stafford has Odell. And if they can keep that chemistry going, I mean he's doing trick plays now. Sean McVay he he has a fucking team. And I think I'll just say right now, I think the Rams I think they're gonna win it all. But anyways, I'm getting carried away. So the Rams defeated the Cardinals 34-11, to and it was a disaster, an absolute disaster. The Rams won based off three things. They were prepared, they had discipline, and they had experience. I think the Cardinals... They really beat themselves in this game. They had a ton of penalties. They couldn't convert. They had uh, miscommunication, which also led to turnovers. They were just inexperienced. And if you compare the skill players side by side with, you know, even, I mean, you can compare the players and you can compare the coach. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't have nearly the experience as Sean McVay in the playoffs, nor does Kyler Murray to. Well, Matt Stafford just had his first game. Matt Stafford has 13 years of experience to Kyler Murray's three. And then you have Odell and Cooper Cup on Matt Stafford's side. This team just, the Rams just had more experience. They were just dominant. They're just better. I don't think the Cardinals should be too upset. Yeah, they had a terrible game, but... Your team's still young. I mean, it's the first time they've been to the playoffs. It's very rare that a team goes into the playoffs for the first time in a while and then wins it, wins it all. It even wins a playoff game. It's rare. That's why it was such a big deal for Cleveland last year, and now look at them. So 
you're gonna take your lumps. You gotta you kinda have to just embrace that and roll with it and just try and do better next year. The Cardinals they also lost their cornerback Buddha Baker, which is very unfortunate. You hate to see it. I was pretty upset. I just really disappointed, especially just as a spectator. You never want to see a player get hurt, especially someone like him who's an elite defensive back uh, and a leader on the team. So the Cardinals are just in shambles. But you know what? I think hopefully this is something that will make Kyler better. Hopefully he learns from this. He needs to take these lumps. He needs to take these losses and learn from it. Same with Cliff. He's got to take his losses. That's the only way they're going to get better. Now, uh, I said something really dumb last week. I said that I questioned whether or not um, Derek Carr, when he played the Bengals, I was like, is he really the guy in, in Las Vegas? He's definitely the guy in Las Vegas. I went back. I watched the film. That Bengals and Raiders game was very exciting and I respect both teams. I think the Raiders should be happy with their effort. I mean, they they finished strong, and Derek Carr looked great. They just need some help. Okay, let's jump into predictions. Saturday, Cincinnati versus Tennessee. After watching the Bengals highlights against the Raiders and seeing how uh, dynamic they were, I went back and I checked out the Titans week six when they had Derrick Henry and they beat the Bills and kind of trying to envision how they would play because apparently he's supposed to be back, which is going to be a huge difference maker in this game. And that's why I think, I believe the Titans are going to beat the Bengals. And it's going to come back to what I said earlier with experience. I think the Titans have been here before. They know what it's like. They've lost to the Chiefs before in the in the AFC Championship. I think they're gonna they're gonna outperform Cincinnati when it when it matters most. Which I'm I cannot wait for all these games. They're gonna be uh, thrilling to say the least. Next we have San Francisco at Green Bay. This is gonna be an interesting one. I'm picking. This might might upset some people, but I'm picking San Francisco. It's not because I'm a Lions fan, and I'm trying to be non-biased against the Green Bay. I just truly believe that Shanahan is a better coach than LaFleur. I think he's going to out-coach him. Also, I wasn't too impressed with how the Packers played against the Lions. I mean, Rodgers and the rest of the Stars only played the first half, but, you know, I just, I question how good they are in, like, the key moments. Aaron Rodgers is great, so is Devontae Adams, but they lost to them before, and it was basically the same team. They still have, the Niners have Nick Bosa, they have Debo Samuel, they have Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, this is essentially a, a very similar team that beat the Packers last time. And right now they're kind of underdogs, which I think they're going to win. I think they're going to beat Green Bay. 
in Lambeau. And it's going to be a fucking badass game. I can tell you that. I think it's going to come down to the wire. We'll see how it goes. So that's my final choice, San Fran. Up next, we got the Rams versus the Bucks. No notable injuries on either side. And I'm going to go with the Rams. They beat them before earlier in the season. I I think they're electrifying. I think their defense is sensational. And so the Bucks are pretty tough too. I like obviously you have Tom Brady who can win with just about anybody. And I watched him do it even against a team like when he played against the Jets. I know it was the Jets, but I mean he was thrown to like like fourth stringers. It doesn't matter who he had; he was still winning. It's gonna be a great game. I think the Rams are gonna top the Bucks, so I'm picking the Rams. And the last game we have Buffalo versus Kansas City. This this game might be the best game of the week. I think the Rams versus the Bucks might be like that. That have the highest scoring, but the Bills versus the Chiefs. I'm picking that. I'm glad that's Sunday night because that is going to be a fucking banger of a game. You that actually could be the highest scoring game too. I take that back. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen could throw for a combined like ten touchdowns. Who knows? But Buffalo has an insane defense. They're they're playing lights out right now, and they could be the ones to give Mahomes a tough time. He struggled a little bit against the Steelers in the beginning, so if Buffalo can rattle him and just hold on to the lead, just like they did against the Patriots by scoring nonstop, that's how you beat Mahomes. You just can't not score. You just have to score, and they did. They know how to do that. So we'll see how it goes. Those are my predictions. So I'll go through them one more time. I have Tennessee beating Cincinnati, San Francisco beating Green Bay, the Rams beating the Bucks, and I have Buffalo beating the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're going to beat them. And that's all I have, folks. I hope you all have a great Friday. Thanks for tuning in and listening to me. Mark and I will be back Monday. We'll see you then.